What is up, Wholesale to Million family? Today, I'm bringing you guys back. I'm bringing you guys a powerhouse, but we got a lady in the house. Now, I know, you know, there's not a whole lot of women out there doing this business, or not that we uh, we hear of. We always see a bunch of men, a bunch of dudes. But you guys, I'm bringing her on to empower the ladies, the women, to let you know, man, that there are ladies out there that are crushing it in this business and making a boatload of money doing it. So... <laughs> Um, you guys, put your thumbs, man. Put your hands together. If this video add any value to you, I know she's going to drop a lot of bombs. Um, be sure to smash the thumbs up. Also, too, if you're new to the channel, welcome to the Wholesale to Million family. Boom! Smash the subscribe button. Make sure you turn on the bell notification so when I upload a new video or when I go live, which I do every single Friday, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard for a live, for a live cold call role play. But you guys, no further ado, um, help me welcome Sandy. What's going on, Palaya? Hey, man, I love the energy. I need whatever juice you're drinking. Give me some of that stuff. <laughs> Jasmine tea. Jasmine tea. I know a lot of people ask me so what I drink. So yeah. I don't do coffee a lot, but um, just tea. Okay, I got to give that a try, man. Thank you. Thank, <laughs> thank you. I, you know, I'm so honored. Thank you for inviting me. I really appreciate it. And, you know, let's get rocking. Hopefully I can share something to your um, people here that can help them. You look amazing, Sandy. So uh, for those of you who don't know your story, let's start with uh, a little bit of your story, Sandy. Oh, yeah, man. You know, sometimes it gets me teary-eyed teary teary um, eyes a bit. So if I cry, please forgive me. <laughs> but I like yeah, um, so I, I grew up in Haiti right so I came into this country in 1990 all right mm -hmm. nine years old nine years old my parents were actually already here because they were migrant farm workers so my mom and my dad used to come here on a visa way before like back in the 80s way before they ever brought us to this country but when they finally made it permanent, you know, they sent me and my sister to live with my aunt, you know, bounce us, we bounce around from some family member's house for, for a minute. And then they came here, they started working really hard, save up some money. They working in the, um, the cane field, the corn fields, packing like, I'm talking about like boxes of corns per day for about 16 to $20 for 16 hours worth of work, yo. So if you can't imagine like how long it took them to save money to bring me and my sister here, um, it, it, it took them a while between like saving money, borrowing money. And then they found this organization that used to kind of match people from Haiti, like kids. And you know, there are some groups that did adults too, but they would match the person from Haiti to somebody that was already here in the country, right? That looks a lot like them. And then what you would do is basically study that person whole life, right? Study that person life. And then that's how we get through immigration. Right. So basically someone who was like a legal, a legal alien, had a green card or already a citizen or born into the country. Hmm. So that's how we got here, man, this organization. So I was, I remember when I was like, I was nine, my uncle came to pick me up and say, Hey, you're gonna, you're coming into this country. I was, you know, I was excited, happy because, you know, I was a kid, man. I was ready to see my mom. It had been years and this is oh, before wow. Yeah, man, before cell phone days, so it's not like we could pick up the phone Pretty and call nice. mom. Yeah, literally, literally the only way, like in all these years that we were able to hear my mom's 
voice was by recording a cassette tape and then they would find somebody that's going home to visit and send the cassette tape in Haiti and then that's that's that was our form of communication you know Dang, girl. so yeah so so then they took us to these people's uh, my uncle took me to these people's houses and and when we went there it was kind of awful it was a it was a big mansion but in the back of it was kind of like this outhouse right um it was like dirt floor there had to be about 20 kids you know in this one room um eating out of like the dirt i mean it was really awful but all these people i realized you know i was a kid but later on you know thinking i'm all this I was thinking all these people, they were there for the same reason I was, you know, so the family members bring them, they bring it to this house and literally how long you stay there, depending on how fast of a learner you are, because you have to learn whoever's identity you're going to take on to get to this country, you have to learn it and they have to make sure that you know it inside and out before they take you to embassy. Because if that child or that person go, going through the immigration, if you fail, that's the risk of them getting arrested. You know, mm. so so you have to stay there. You have to learn everything in, in English, like whoever this person is, what school they're going to, their names, family members, you know, everything, basically their entire life. So um, because of me, I was lucky enough, my godmother used to used to read um, to me in English. So I picked on quick, right? I mean, even though my English sucked, but I picked on it really quick. And I spent maybe a couple of weeks there. And then I, you know, they finally got me through the country to come and see my mom. And then that's when it all started. I came from, you know, being poor in Haiti to coming to even a poor, a poor town here in the United States, you know? Um, grew up in Belle Glade, farm town, very poor town. I mean, you're expected to basically grow up in a gang, you know, basically dying, you know, like literally you, you're getting out of there dead or broke or in jail. You know what I'm saying? So that's, and that's what happens to a lot of our classmates, um, you know, growing up there. But, you know, so after I graduated, um, moved to Tampa, you know, I used to watch the infomercials, so that's what got me interested in um, real estate because I didn't have a role model, you know, who was business savvy, who was, you know, real estate entrepreneur. So, but I was always kind of like that kid, you know, that said, hey, look, I want a better life for myself. I'm going I'm to be rich one day. I'm going to make some yeah. money, you know. So I was just always that, that kid, you know. So, um, so basically, I started watching the um, infomercials. I used to see Carlton Sheets, you know, no money down. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, so this is the way to go. So I, um, 18, I went to take my real estate license, right? And so I got on a payment plan because I didn't have enough money. So what happened was one, like, it was like the, the last class, the, the class before the last, I needed $45 to finish up the payments and I didn't have it. So I couldn't finish the class, right? So I was like, okay, forget about it. Two years later, which I was, you know, like now that I think about it, that very first class, I didn't know what the hell that man was talking about. I was confused. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, I used to sit there. I'm like, I, I don't know what he's talking. Everything was like, I mean, literally it was like a foreign language, okay? So two years later though, I saved up. I paid the entire thing up front, took the class again passed it and like to brag about passing the um, passing the state exam the first time around you know that's my bragging rights okay so <laughs> <laughs> so I took the class um passed the exam and then I went to work for um ERA the polo group 
And what happened was within six months of that, I had a buddy of mine that used to do, he was a loan officer. He was like, Sandy, you know, we're making more money on this end. Come on and join me. And so finally I gave in within six months. I went to do, um, I went to another company to become a loan officer. I kept my real estate license, always kept. I still have my real estate license active till this day. But um, I went there and I was like, okay, so this is how people are getting the money part together, right? And so that opened my eyes. And then from there, I started going to investor meetings. I met, I met um, this investor. He had like 10 properties he was going to um, unload. So I, I took down all 10. I got financing for, the, for 80% of it. Let them hold the uh, 20%, got 100% financing, basically got into those properties, no money down. He introduced me to some more investors who wanted to get rid of more properties and I took down more properties. But like also what happened was, and this investor, he was actually a, a rehabber too. He was a handyman rehabber, like he gets down and dirty. So, so me and him became friends and you know I started taking down rehabs and started doing rehab deals and he used to manage the entire projects for me. Basically, he taught me a lot. Um, you know, so I did a ton of rehab, had some rentals. And then what happened was you fast forward to around 2008-ish. And at this point, I used to, I started going through, you know, apartment complex, you know, boot camp to get multifamily and things like that. And I was like thinking, okay, I have enough um, single family homes. I'm going to sell them off. I want to get into a multifamily. So I, I literally, before all the crash hit, I sold most of the properties I had. I lost about five of them that I didn't sell, but I sold all of it. So I had all this cash. And then a buddy of mine um, that I had met from a closing and we actually became really good friends. We're still friends this day. He was like, hey, Sandy, you know, why don't you, and he was also a hard money lender, like lending other people money. Um, he approached me, he said, look, while you're looking for this uh, multi-unit, because the, you know, due diligence process is a lot longer for that, right? So, so he says, let me lend this money out to you. For me, it made perfect sense. At the time, I wasn't thinking, I was like, sure. And then, you know, we buddies. So in my, I'm still in my 20s now, remember, I'm in my 20s, new, I mean, you know, so I did those deals with him and I didn't have any document signed, I, you know, basically I trusted him to do everything, right? Get the collaterals, you know, um, paperwork done. I'm like, you know, I trust you, buddies, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, long story short, all that cash, I lost it, right? Between mistakes with him and mistakes with some other people, not, you know, crossing my T's and dotting my I's and not keeping my eye on my money and what's happening with it, not making sure I have collateral, made those mistakes. So, even though, oh my gosh, 800 something thousand dollars, spread it out. <laughs> yes. So, oh my God. Yeah. And with this one, with this one gentleman, it was like 230 and then 70 here. So all together, I lost everything. Um, just trusting other people with money. And it's crazy because I had, I had known better. I, I knew better, but I didn't know better because I always told myself, I used to tell myself, well, you know, I mean, partnership is okay in certain scenarios, but but the idea of letting somebody else control your money, you know what I mean? Mm. It's one thing when you lose your own money, it's another thing when somebody else yep. loses it for you, right? Mm. So I kind of knew better, but you know, still I didn't know better. But you know, so I chalk it out to, you know, you know, a hard lesson to learn, you know, a mm. hard lesson to learn now. So so now fast forward now, I, I lose everything. 
no money, everything is gone. I am depressed. Like, let me tell you something. I am depressed. I, I, I feel like I have felt the biggest thing that hurt me so much at the time was, you know, I wanted to get my mom a house, you know what I mean? And I wanted to do all these things for my parents who'd been struggling. And then I said, you know what? Let me take, let me do this deal first and then I'll have more to do that for my mom. And then boom, I lost it all. So I was so hard on myself about that. And I literally felt like the biggest failure. I was like down on myself. I mean, for a long time about it, you know what I mean? And then one day, and then I ended up moving into the hood, <laughs> moving into the hood. So now this is St. Pete hood, not the same hood I grew up in, but it was very freaking similar. <laughs> it was so similar. Oh my God. And you know, and it's funny that apartment that I ended up moving into in the hood, I had to eventually when I got myself back on my foot, I moved out because somebody broke in it. You know what I mean? It was, it was broken into like stuff was everywhere. Like, oh my gosh, it was crazy. So, so long story short, man, you know, in that process, lots of prayers, you know, lots of prayers and then lots of, you know, trying to read books and listen to people and trying to get my mojo back, trying to get that confidence back, trying to get something back that's going to push me out of that funk. You know what I'm saying? And so doing all that I can to get out of that mode. And then I, and then, you know, I got to the point, it's like, okay, Sandy, you know, you, you've been through this, you've done this before. Okay. Now it's time. You can't sit here in this misery forever. You know what I mean? You, you just can't. And so once I got to that point, I got out, I got in the car, I start driving around to, to look for deals. And then sure enough, next street over, there was a for sale by owner sign. And so I called that owner and I always know, look, listen, always ask if you have more properties for sale. Okay. You don't just say, do you have anything else for sale? So I called him that house was available. I said, do you have anything else for sale? And he said, I got three more properties for total. I say, hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. As I, I did. I said, hallelujah. <laughs> you and then so i put all those properties under contract very nice guy too we actually he's still my facebook friend still this day like he was so cool wow <laughs> yes really cool um so i put those properties on the contract right so now i gotta move them so let me tell you something i put i put um I put some heels on, <laughs> make myself look pretty. And I took some Bennett sign. I put Bennett sign out, okay? <laughs> I went and put some Bennett sign out. I don't care. It's 11 o'clock at night. I'm putting out Bennett signs um, by myself. And then, and then I still have some, had investor friends, like Connection. They were still doing deals. I, I went to their office. I'm like, you coming with me right now, get in my car, you know, so they actually made me get in their car. I'm like, okay, let's go. So we went to those properties, sold them two of the properties, right? And then the other one I sold on, um, from the Bennett side and one was sold off of Craigslist. 
Oh, wow. within two weeks. Yes, yes. 20 grand, 20 grand. And let me tell you something. At that time, my bank account was negative, right? My bank account was negative. And because, you know, I grew up in on welfare, like with my parents, you know, mm. she had no choice with welfare. It's one of the hardest things for me to to do at the time was to get on food stamp for six. I did food stamp for six months. That was very hard for me because I was like, oh no, not me, never. You mm. know what I mean? Because I grew up on that. And even my mom, you know, I know some people take advantage of the system instead of actually really working. But like even my mom, when she was on it, she first working on in the um in the cornfields all day making 20 bucks and then the, her next job from that was a four dollar per hour job the moment that lady got a job that was paying her i think it was like eight dollars she got off of it dollars mm. per hour she got off of it she was like mm -mm. so you know i was you know from, it was that was a very hard thing um but you know i i did it for six months and then after those money came through i, I cut it off you know i was like mm -mm. You know, and some of my friends were like, girl, won't you keep it going? No, no, thank you. That was no, thank you. <laughs> Sandy, what an amazing story. Holy yeah. smoke. I thought my story was kind of, you know, okay, <laughs> but yours absolutely um, put mine. Did your, you, Sandy, yours really good. I, I, I really, really enjoyed uh, the story. So now, Sandy, here, here's some questions. Mm -hmm. you know, I, also, I also came to, you know, I also came to America um, at the age of nine. Mm -hmm. Both of my parents are also working, like, you know, working the rice field and all that. And when we got to America, Sandy, I was picking, you know, corn, strawberries, yes, all so that. You, so, you know. And, uh, yes. Uh, so, we came over here, you know, welfare, food stamp. I know mm -hmm. all of that. We used yeah. to go to, um, what is it called? The place where they, the place where you get in line and they give you some food. What's that called? I don't know. Um... I don't know. Yeah, so basically you get in line and then they'll actually give you give food. Give food? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, uh, you're talking about like like one of those um, non-profit, metropolitan, like places like Metropolitan Ministries, like yes. food, um, something like that. shelters and yep. some Yeah, 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 yeah. something like that. that. But we used yeah. to go like every, I think for every Friday. Mm -hmm. And we'd be so happy. We're so yeah. happy. We're like, oh my God, America, you know? We're yeah. like, oh, America. This is why America yeah. is so amazing, right? Yeah. So, um, uh, so now the thing, Sandy, I also got to the point where, you know, I, I think, I think, so one thing you did that was really, really good was you, you sold the property before the kick. Yeah. Crash, right. And so that was really good. I'm telling you, some people thought I was a genius. I'm like, really? No, I'm not. There was like, oh, how did you know this was going to happen? I didn't know shit. I really just knew that I wanted to get an apartment complex. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I just had that goal. So I sold it. And like some of my friends, they thought I just kind of knew something. I'm like, no, I actually really didn't know anything. <laughs> I wish I did. <laughs> no. So Sandy, I also got to the time where, um, I almost got myself in. I was fixed and flipped right out. I got myself in trouble and almost lost everything. Mm -hmm. So unlike you, you lost everything. I, yeah. I was fortunate enough. I didn't. And throughout the time, Sandy, I think there are four days. Four yeah. days I was sleeping maybe one or two hours and I cry myself to sleep. Yeah. Because I was so, I was depressed, sad. I was damn, I was beating myself up. Yeah. You know, to saying, oh my God, it's like, why didn't I see that? It's like, it's such an, like, you know what I mean? It's like, you're like, you shouldn't make that mistake. It's, just, it's like, right. like, you know, you shouldn't, right? Exactly. But, but a lot of times, you guys, when you're in the game, it's hard to see it. Yeah, now, it really is. In the game, it's like a poker game. When you're in it, you know, people said, Kong, if I were you, I would hold or I would have fold. Yeah. Right? 
but the outside people will see it. But for you, you're in the game. Yeah, it's hard. You know, it's, it's hard. Somebody said to me, you know, it's hard to see the picture when you're in the frame. Mm. Yeah. Very, very good. I like that. I like that a lot. Now, let me ask you, Sammy, because most people, when they fail, it's so hard to pick themselves back up again and actually move on and actually, you know, and become even better than they were before. Yeah. So, so how did you got over that, Sandy? So it had to be, there's, I believe in personal development, right? Mm. Like I'm constantly, you know, I'm constantly studying like every day I'm doing something to build, you know, basically self-worth. A lot of people have issue with that. And sometimes you don't, even the most confident people, because sometimes like even for me, like some people say, oh, you're so confident. But there's also a deep, you know, issue of self-worth that sometimes, and you have to go deep. Like I believe in going deep. You have to go from childhood. You know, what is it that you really believe? Because even people I realize that achieve a certain amount of success, but sometimes they get here and it's hard to get there and it's hard to get there to the next step. And mm. I've struggled through all those process. And then what I have to go through is like, well, what, I, what do I really believe? You know, what do I really believe? Do I really feel like I'm worth it? Like, and what are the things in me that's making me feel like I'm not worth it enough? Like, for example, even just from wholesaling to taking just a little, you know, like I used to just go for the quick 2,000 assignment fees or 3,000 assignment fees. And then I'm like, well, what? why am I just doing that when I really could make 10 or 20? You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And, and, it's, it's, and it's just really a lot of it has to do with self-worth self-worth why is it that my buddy over there who's a man who's a dude he take the same deal and go make 10 but i'm on, i'm okay with two or three and i could have done the same thing you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so even just getting out of those type of situation is just doing a lot of studies a lot of stuff in in reminding myself that i am valuable what is good about me what is it that i know i don't have to know everything but what's already in me is really good and it's good enough you know and then so just getting all of that and then prayer and then you know what i'm saying having some good support system around you to also help you remind of the good stuff because there are some people too they go through a failure but they don't they have bad people around them who who's celebrating the failure instead of helping them get out of that you mm -hmm. don't need that kind of people around you you know so so it's a combination of these things and working and then and then getting to your center and sometimes like look if you gotta remind yourself that look i'm the shit like i'm that good shit mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? remind yourself that to get yourself out of it you know what i'm saying say i i'm, I'm good i'm able to do this and then too but be honest with yourself about what you have to learn to now to get out of it you know, you got to be honest with yourself. What is it that I have to work on right now? What do I need right now, whether it be to boot my self-esteem or to get me a certain set of skills or whatever it is, what do I need to do? You know, so mm. that that's those are the things that works for me and that continues to work for me. And I, you know, like I do affirmation stuff to remind myself all the time that I am good. I am valuable. I am worthy. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, you know, like we all have different skills, but look, I, I can do some things. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to tell yourself these things. Girl, wow. So let me tell you guys, and uh, I don't know. Um, so let me tell you guys. So, so Sandy, also, so I went through that tough time too, right? And you see, you see a lot of time, a lot of time what it is, is you guys, self-awareness is very, very important. 
because someone learns something a certain way, like some people, they can read a book and they can, you know, and they can do it. For me, I'm more of a hands-on visual, like I need to see it. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you, and I don't think, I don't think that I have shared this uh, before, but when I was going through the, the tough time, I was crying to sleep and, and I, I, I was depressed and I tried, right? I listened to the motivation and all that. At the time, honestly, you guys, you know, I was so vulnerable that I was like, can, can, can this just, you know, can this just go away? Can somebody just come in and just solve all this for me? Right. But what I'm telling you is no one can. But at the time, I was so vulnerable. That's all I wanted. Right. Like, like you felt like you you you, you yeah. just couldn't do it anymore, right? Right. And right. I, you just want somebody to come and help you to yeah. solve the problem. You just want it to go away, and you're yeah. willing to pay whatever the price is. And let me tell you something. You know the biggest problem that you ever have in your life is you cannot solve with money. Mm-hmm. The biggest problem that you cannot like, Amen. which is health, right? Health. You know, th- think of waking up like you have caught with a disease that cannot be cured. No matter what, how much money you got, yeah. that's the biggest problem, right? The biggest problem or the problem you cannot solve with money. As long as you can solve it with money, man, you should be a-okay. Now, mm-hmm. Sandy, let me tell you what helped me got over that whole time that I was depressed. Uh-huh. For me, it wasn't motivation. At the time, I was like, well, it's easy, right? You, you, like, you, you have all this thing going in your head. Well, you know, obviously, it's easy for you to say because you're at that place and this and that, right? Because you got all this good things going on for you, so it's easy to say it mm-hmm. than it is to do it. Whatever it is, you guys, it's always easy to say it mm-hmm. than actually going through it and actually yes. doing it. Right. So what really helped me, Sandy, was two person. One is my mentor. Mm-hmm. When I listen, when I when I listen to all his failure, and yeah. that's what real to me. That's what helped me. It yeah. wasn't the motivation, mm-hmm. but the people's failure. Yeah. And the other guy was, I built such a good relationship with him. He's from, he's in California. And listen to all his failure. He said, Kong, I went through the same thing as you. But when I listen to them, all their failure that they go through, Sandy, uh-huh. and I compare it to mine. Yeah. And I took that and I compared it to mine. I said, well, Kong, this is what you're going through. This right. is what they're going through. Mm-hmm. And if you can't get through this, how can you become right. what you want it to become, right? That's true. Yeah, that's true. Because you know what? To, to, what does it, to whom much is given, much is expected. So that's just part of it. If you cannot handle that on this level, then you definitely can't handle it on this level. Right. So, yeah, you're right. And you know what's funny? Like, based on what you say, too, even like for me, and I'm on a journey of growth growth mm. you know what i mean and because the more i grow the more than i can contribute to others right mm-hmm. so i'm on this journey of growth and sometimes i think you know and i have to remind myself of this as we grow it's like i think i heard td jake said it you know and for every new level there's a new devil right so mm. there's always opposition that you will face as you grow and then sometimes you will forget about that you know, that's life. That's just what happens. You think it's just you go through these things. So I listen to different um, biographies and autobiographies of people in their journey. And like, I do that. I've been doing that now. And then them actually sharing their stories, you know, 
people building billion dollar companies and all this stuff they go through because we forget like you see the success but you don't mm. see the the hardship yep. and everything that they go through and it's a great reminder to like for me even like till this day you know to not give up and keep pushing and keep pushing like yeah you hit a roadblock that's just part of the journey you know mm. I yeah, like so that. that's yeah. So it's great what you just said because I mean, even till this day, man. <laughs> so the things you guys got to understand too is that what are, you got to understand whatever your goal and your dream is, the bigger it is, the bigger the price tag. And when I say price tag, people talk about the money. I'm not talking about the money, man. I'm talking about the struggles, the sacrifice, the pain you have to go through. To get that price tag, all right? To, to, to get to your goals and your dreams. The mm -hmm. bigger it is, the bigger your price tag in life that you have to pay. Mm -hmm. Because when I listen to, you know, I've seen my mentor accomplish all of this and the other guy accomplish all this. Do you know how many things that they have gone through compared to me? Right. And I said, I want to get here, but I can't even handle this. Right. Right? And then to me, when I take my pain or whatever I'm going through and I compare it to somebody else that gone through a lot more, Mm -hmm. I was like, dude, okay, I'd rather this, right? I said, I'd rather, I'd rather have my problem than someone yeah. else's. And I heard someone said, when you take your problem and you throw it in on the table compared to everyone else's problem, I promise you, you will quickly chase to get your problem back. Mm -hmm. and, 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 that's that's what, and that's what it is. And that's what did it for me. That's so I started true. to see how bigger their issue, their problem is and, and, how, they, and how they're able to go through it. I look at mine and it makes mine so small. Right, right. And it's like, you know, no matter what it is you're going through, somebody else got it worse. Trust yep. me. Somebody else got it worse. And and it's you know, and it's important what you say. Like you you say the whole step that you go through it. You gotta go through it to get to the other end. You ain't going to it, you're going through it. So don't go to it, just go yep. through it. And that's just part of the journey. Yep, yep, yep. And it, and I think I also heard this is like they said God always give God always gives their, their strongest soldier or something like that the, the toughest battle, mm -hmm. right? So, so the, the thing is, you guys got to, to understand that it's only happening to you because you have something inside within you that you can overcome it. Otherwise, it wouldn't be given to you. So, yes, it's Sandy. Yeah. Sandy exactly. Amazing story. Okay, now, Sandy, let's go to, now let's get to the real estate. Uh, let's get to the real estate. So, uh so what is going on with your business right now talk to people because last so, time when we were on the call mm -hmm. you're talking about wholesaling mobile home and all of that that's that's, yes. that's that's something to talk about oh my gosh yes so i i guess i you could say i stumbled upon mobile home with lynn or stumbled upon me so what happens what, what happened was i used to just totally ignore mobile homes like the lead mm -hmm. you know that would randomly come and then i'm thinking well who wants mobile homes right and I certainly was thinking with just one mindset that most investors are probably not going to deal with mobile homes because like even now, like it was um, a while ago, just frame home there. You know, you got the block homes, the block structure homes and frame homes, especially here in Florida. When before I moved to St. Pete, I used to have the same mindset. So this is important here because sometimes your mindset, if your income is not growing, it might be because you're, you, you're not you know, open up your mind hmm. to what could possibly work. So like for a long time, I used to think about, you know, well, most investors are not really interested in frame homes because of termite issues, damages, you know, repairs is going to be this. 
Well, there are some investors that don't like them, that is for sure, but there are plenty, plenty buyers for frame homes. So even though, even though I knew that eventually I learned that because it used to like, it used to blow my mind, like way back in the 2004, 2005, like, why would somebody go pay 90 grand for a frame home? You know, that's what I used to yeah. say to myself. It's like, but, and then you can get a block home with more bedroom, more space, but same price here in Tampa. Why would you go there and do that? So the same thing, the same thing for me was um, when I was thinking about a mobile home, like why would somebody want to pay that for a mobile home? You know, so, they, so I closed my mind to the idea. And then, so being in Tampa though, you know, over, over time, cause I had been in Tampa for, you know, up until six months ago, about 20 years. Right. So for a long time, and I've seen how the market get more and more saturated as, you know, as you go. And so I started thinking to myself, you know what, like, basically, if you want to eat, you're going to have to spread your wings. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I started going into the different counties and the surrounding counties. And then from there, um, looking for ways to be different and generate more leads again, I said, okay, I know, I know it's like some investors, they will do condos. Um, they will do condos, but they're not just going straight solely after condos. Like if it's a great deal, they'll jump on it all day, but they're not going solely after. So I started going solely after that and that worked, right? And then so, but it needed more capital. So then I, I, you know, then one day the mobile home um, came in my lap. Now, here's the thing. I used to be like, no, nope, nope. not do mobile homes. We don't do mobile homes. But then one day as I'm really starting thinking outside of the box, I said, well, why don't we give this mobile home a try, right? So I did that. And the assignment fee, I think it was either 10 or 13,000, but it was over $10,000, right? And I was like, oh my God, we need to do mobile homes, <laughs> okay? And so after that payday, I started, I started just marketing straight uh, mobile homes, you know, and we still get home, you know, other property leads, but I just started going straight for mobile homes. And then I realized I was leaving a gold mine on the table, you know, this entire time. And in the, when I tell you like the assignment fees are just as good, I mean, the assignment fees are just as good, you know? So I started marketing mobile homes. Um, first I started in the local counties and then I started expanding because, you know, there are only so many of them, you know what I mean? So now I'm marketing throughout the entire, in all of Florida, um, I'm getting ready to go into Texas. Texas has a lot. Alabama. Basically, I'm going to hit all the mobile home states, but, you know, strategically. <laughs> you know what I mean? I love it. But, yeah. But, yeah, man, like, the timing fees are just as great. They're mobile homes on land um, for the most part. So, you, you still go through the same title process with the title company. And then we do have a gentleman, um, Tim, that he does the trailer titles. So, mm. so, but it, but overall, it still go through all the title process. But what blew my mind though was, man, like the people that love mobile homes, like they love mobile homes. It's like there is a there, there's the group of people that love their mobile home. I'm telling you, I never thought that I would see so much interest in a mobile home, and it's crazy too because sometimes we get like some mobile homes that need extensive repair, barely tear down. And I'm telling you, when I say tear down, my advertisement headline will be will say tear down mobile home on large lot like very basic i don't write all the fluffy whatever marketing that you know what i'm saying yeah. i don't do all that but i literally will say tear down mobile on large lot or on one acre or something like that and we will get tons of requests tons of inquiries 
So I'm like, man, this is like, it's, it's crazy because if I take a regular single family home, I get so many people talking so much ish about a regular single family home that looks that bad, <laughs> but with like the mobile home, I mean, we get, you know, a couple of people talking crap too, but people are, are like, they are jumping on it to buy it. And hmm. that blew my mind. Wow. So now, yeah. Sandy, so, so you basically, you basically just wholesale mobile home or do you actually buy, buy and hold them as well? No, I'm going to start buying and hold them. So, so far only been wholesaling them. Okay. Now when you buy, are you going to buy mobile home on the land or you just want to buy the dirt and half the mobile home sits on the dirt, which means, so, go no. ahead. No. So I'm going to buy the mobile home with the, with the land. For me, that would to be hold? Yeah, when I'm buying, yes, yes. Gotcha. Because I'm gonna own the land. I see, because I, I know there's buyers that buys and hold, but they like to buy just the, the dirt, dirt and then the mobile home is just from people that bought the mobile home. They that really way they don't have to, you know, maintain the mobile home, but just basically rent out uh the dirt, right? Rent out the space. Yeah, but so here's the thing too, like, so I realized as I started marketing for mobile homes, like for every cash buyer, there's also 10 others who's looking to own or finance, right? Mm. So I can do a, one of those strategies where I can do maybe like a owner financing type strategy, whichever one um, that makes sense for that deal, I'll do it, but they will still be in charge of taking care of the upkeep. You know what I mean? So I can still structure it where they're taking care of the upkeep of the property, of the mobile home at least itself, and mm. then, um, take care of property taxes and insurance and things like that. Gotcha. So Sandy, you only target mobile home now, not stick built. So just mobile home. So yeah, I just been doing straight mobile home, just trying to scale that up, man. For for uh, how long now, girl? Uh, I want to say if it's not a couple of years, it's, it's getting close. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Dang. I've, I've never had, I've never, I don't think I've ever had anyone on my, on the channel, just, just strictly mobile. So now how do you, okay. So people are going to ask, so how do you find them and where do you get a list and what kind of list? So I, so here's the thing I've been doing, um, just strictly absentee owner. And I've done a couple of, um, mailers where I did owner app, but, okay. um, but absentee owner now here's the thing for the longest time up until about um my last mailer i actually did some inherited lists and i did vacants and things like that and actually the leads are actually coming in so i'm getting a lot of leads with those but i've just been doing absentee owner um now i used to do it where i did like high equity mm. high equity or free and clear but I've just eliminated that from the criteria. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I've eliminated it because, you know, because I still got so many leads where, you know, they owe money, but I was still able to make those deals work. You know what I mean? Like, so, uh, like, like, they, like, yeah, they can owe, they can owe up to 80% on, you know, more, have a mortgage on there. So it's just different. Um, with so, so, gotcha. So Sandy, so, so, so if, if, if they owe, even more, you be so when you saying that you can make it work, which means you're doing like some kind of an, an owner contract or something. So yeah, so it depends. So we can do either a, a contract with the owner, you take over the mortgage payment, you know, get the buyer in there. So we could do something like that. Mm. Or sometimes too, some sometimes too, um, like I'll go up to that high of a of um, like loan to value ratio. Yep. But then the numbers actually work. 
and I get tons of leads where the numbers actually still work. You know what I'm saying? Mm, I yeah. got you. Right, right. So, I got you. so instead of leaving those leads out, I, I add them in now because, you know, we've been able to make them work. Right. Now, yeah. Sandy, and what is, and what is your average, uh, what is your average uh, wholesale fee uh, with uh, mobile home? Seven to $10,000 average. Um, yes, but, but good. It's, it's really good. Like mobile there's home. one closing as we speak for $21,000. Boom! So, like, right now, um, a week ago on the, well, it was like the 26th of June. 34,000 highest one, 34,000 dollars. You know, mm. yes, man, I'm telling you. And then we get plenty of those that are that are 12,000. Um, we get plenty 10,000, um, 12,000, 14,000, 14,900. We get plenty of those. I've got I've had 17,000. So we get we get a lot of you know. A lot of good ones. <laughs> You're killing it. So, yes. now, Sandy, so where, so where do you get your list? So listability is where I basically listability is where I get my list um, for the most part. Now, my um, you probably know Eric. Eric also sell lists, so I've gotten the inherited inherited. That's my boy. I've gotten inherited um, in vacants and stuff like that from him. Tax default, you know, I get those from him. Um, Eric, uh, Eric uh, from CG. <laughs> Eric Torrente from uh, yeah, CG? I don't think he's in CG. I don't think he's in CG, but um, a lot of the investors um, get lists from him. So really, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know Eric, you gotta. Know. I don't. Um, I don't think I know Eric. You better hook me up with Eric. Yeah, I will, man. Like he does. He's he'll skip. He does skip tracing, and he'll sell you the um any list that you want. He can get it. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. that would be awesome. And I'm for those of you, um, you know what, um. I mean, for those of you who also want a connection, I mean, uh, just hit uh, Sandy up, all right? And uh, maybe uh, she can hook you up with uh, Eric as well, so you can get the list. Yeah. It's, all, it's, all, it's all about uh, giving back um, mm -hmm. on the channel, you guys. Now, uh, Sandy, uh, so how many deals are you averaging a month? So seven to 10 deals. Per month? Yes, yeah, seven to 10 deals per month. We did eight, let me see, we did eight in May. Did we do eight in May? I think we did 10 in May. And then we did eight in June. And this month so far, we've already gotten, I think we did three last week. We got three this week. So by Friday this week, we'll have already done six this month. So this month, we probably definitely will go over 10. Man, I know yeah. exactly what the title of this video. From Haiti? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From Haiti? To making millions. <laughs> so, so now, Sandy, um, are you doing this all virtually? Yes, all virtually. So it's me, and then I have Heather. Heather's on. Heather's. She's um in the states. She's in Saint Petersburg area, right? She's my right hand man. Let me tell you, I love that girl. She's. Oh my God, she helps me put out fires. She's, I mean, this business is her baby too. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's like, this is her baby. She's my right hand. She's, she, um, any, like anything with the buyers, sellers, if the other, like the VAs, if they have any issues, she get on the phone with them, help them resolve it. Um, she does basically everything, helps me manage everything, help me run everything. So, so that's Heather. And then, um, I have a young lady in Nicaragua. She does admin stuff for me. 
um, Frank does Dispo. Um, he's out of Mexico. And then I have, um, yeah, I have Jerry. Jerry's in the Philippines. He's my little rock star. He's, he does really good on the lead with the seller. And then your Sandy also does, um, yeah, does good. Man, things. my girl Sandy is killing it. Okay. So Sandy, I know that we're running out of time. Um, how can people connect? Uh, how can people connect with you, Sandy? I so, know that they're gonna love you because <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. I'm on IG at I am Sandy Cesare, C E S A I R E, and then my website is I am Sandy Cesare.com. And then on Facebook, you just Google Facebook, search my name, and I'm right there. <laughs> Anywhere else, Sandy? That's really it. That's all right, you guys. I'll make my door. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I'll make sure. I'll make sure I'll put all of um Sandy connections right on there, so you guys can follow her, connect with her. She's just such a go giver. I mean, um, and her story's absolutely blown me away. Um, Sandy, any last word for those that are just starting out, or maybe they've been in the game but they're still struggling trying to get the view, or 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 or, or, or trying to scale up. Yeah, I mean, listen, you're starting out, you're on the right channel, listen to Kung, man, you are, I told you I was a fan, right, like, he, he's full of knowledge, so you stick, you stick and do what he says, you're gonna be all right, but also to just remember just, you know, the struggle is in the mind, if you can mm. conquer getting out of your mind, and it's a journey, it's not like you're gonna wake up one day, especially if it's a real struggle, it's not like you're gonna wake up one day, and it's like, oh my gosh, you're not, gonna have this opposition and these thoughts in your mind but you overcome those right because you are not your thoughts so you got to take control like so whenever that negative word is talking to you and telling you what you can't do and all the reasons why you can't do it then you make a list and tell yourself all the reason why you can do it you know what i'm saying because you're gonna get that you're gonna get that you're gonna think about all the closed doors in the why you know especially like the why nots remind yourself of why you can and then listen to positive words listen to Kunk. he's like giving you the goal he's telling you how to do the business you know what i'm saying do whatever you got to do learn the business but do because here's the thing too sometimes you're waiting for everything to be perfect before you do anything don't do that because you'll never get started so stop waiting for everything to be perfect a lot of the stuff that you're going to learn you're going to learn by doing it so the longer you're trying to wait for everything to be perfect you ain't gonna never get started you know and the money is passing you by going on to the person that's ready to take it so you get started Take some actions like right now, and then you're just going to learn through the process. Get some help. Listen to Kong. You know what I'm saying? And do what you got to do, man. Do what you got to do and get out of your own head. That's my piece. My goodness, man. I mean, I'm not going to say anything after that because I think Sandy just pretty much covered dropping bombs, girl. So I, like I said, I brought her on is to empower all the ladies, all the women's out there. I feels like, oh, this game is for the men's. Dude, I'm telling you, it's not just for the men's. I've seen many, many girls, many yeah. ladies, many women, right, that are in this business, that were in the mastermind, that are crushing it. Yeah. Because they're a go-getter. G-O-A-L, not the other one, all right? The <laughs> true hustler, all right? Anyways, you guys, thank you so, so much, Sandy, for your time, uh, jumping you. on and sharing your amazing stories. If Sandy can, can go from Haiti all the way till here, man, you guys, come on, man. She, what is your <laughs> excuse? There shouldn't be none. All right. Anyways, right, right. you enjoy this, you guys. Please uh, do me a favor. Give this video uh, a like, a comment, and a share. Greatly appreciate you guys so much. If you haven't followed me on Instagram, hit me up on IG. Go to com k h a n g dot like a period w t m. Until next time, you guys. Thank you, and Sandy. Thank you so much.
Thank you. Appreciate Bye, it. Sandy. Bye.